about that action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use the promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. OddsCrowd's $8,000 March Madness contest is heating up, so don't forget to enter your picks and see all their free contests. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to make to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. Lastly, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else by the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com, promo code SGP. that action boss welcome everyone to about that action on the sports gambling podcast network i'm your host kyle waddy watnell joined by my co-host and partner in picks mark megatron glass today is monday march 22nd mark how are you doing well enjoying this march madness uh even though my bracket is absolutely terrible how's yours going yeah it has been a rough i feel like a lot of people are saying i mean a lot of people say that every year but this year especially there's definitely been some uh some surprises, but it's been it's been a fun one to watch uh, for sure as well. So definitely a good March Madness. Happy March! Yeah, happy Mar- the Ides of March. Beware right. the Ides of March, as as Shakespeare, as Shakespeare would say. That's right. But um, it's nerdy English shit. Let's talk about <laughs> talk about sports and money. <laughs> any uh, any sports news we need to talk about before we uh, move into uh, we're gonna well the plan for the week. I'll start with that. We're gonna we're gonna do. Uh, some financial investing 101 we've been we picked March Madness on our last long episode last week um and then we're it's a UFC week UFC pay-per-view week UFC 260 heavyweight title fight coming up this weekend so we're going to go ahead and break break down picks for that as well Mark what's latest in sports Latest in sports ooh there's a couple things uh NFL everyone seems to like that uh reflected in the numbers <laughs> did you see the new uh the new TV deal What's the new deal 11 years, $113 billion, and uh, Amazon Prime is getting every Thursday wow. night game, which I think is crazy. That actually, for each team, each owner, that's about $300 million. It's a 75% increase in revenue every year. Wow. But, but, and this is how good the owners are, right? And I always complain about like the negotiation process between the NFL owners and the NFL players because yeah. the players are... Typically, I don't want to say uneducated because that's not fair, but, you know, they, they go to college and they're so consumed in their sport that they're not uh, they're not going to they're not they don't have the same like Ivy League business school backgrounds that a lot of these billionaire owners have and stuff. So like they're not as well versed in like legal stuff and negotiations yeah. and just general business. 
and it shows like they they've just been getting absolutely smoked by the owners. The NF the, the salary cap as a result of the coronavirus has gone down. It was 198 million last year mm-hmm. uh, per team. Now it's 182.5 million. So which means that veterans are getting cut left and right. You right. know, players that are getting a little bit older that are easily replaceable. Because I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of positions in the NFL are a dime a dozen. Seen a lot of guys get cut. The market's going down, so players, even at the top end of the market, are getting less money. Now this new TV deal comes out, and we're seeing a huge increase in revenue. I don't mm. see why we couldn't have borrowed again. Because it's not like the owners were just like, oh, well, maybe the TV deal's going to go down. They've known the whole time that they're going to get a fuckload of money mm. from this. And I feel like maybe they should have borrowed borrowed from future years because that cap's going to go up ridiculously. Right, I was just going to say, the cap, the cap has has to go up now by a decent amount, right? Considering yeah, and it doesn't start until 2023. Okay. But so the 2021 and 2022 caps, those players that right. are in their prime there that are going to hit free agency there, right. are, they, they kind of got screwed in my opinion because, uh, that's a good point. You know, they, because the NFL didn't balance it out over those years. I, I, I don't know. That's just, that's just for me working on a player side, I'm always going to gonna yeah. sway in that direction. But that just seems, I don't know, it seemed like a little bit of injustice to me. Definitely uh, cool to get your take on that one. Obviously, um, somewhat involved with your work and, and your, your, your career in the, in the sports world. So cool to get your take on that one. Um, speaking of NFL, uh, wasn't your boy, I mean, you've gone, you've gone ahead and you've made several pleas to Deshaun Watson on the show before uh, when we're picking NFL games. Um, Deshaun Watson's in the news, and, and it's not it's not good news, Mark. Dude, this I I almost feel bad for backing this guy now, uh, dude. <laughs> I backed him like nobody else has yeah, backed you, him. You I sure backed did. him harder than his own mother. Relentlessly, <laughs> like, you backed him. You you backed him every. He would lose. He would lose games. Every game that I bet him, he lost this season. <laughs> and now he and then he gets the big money deal. I was like, let's go. Big money for Deshaun Watson. Now it's like, oh, actually, he's been rubbing his dick against apparently, the massage he, therapist. Apparently, he's a terrible person. Um, we that, think it's all—it's all alleged right now. Yeah, but it's, it's true. It's true. We got to give it the like, benefit of the doubt. It's one of those things though, where it's like the more people that come out of the woodwork, yeah. and the stories are so similar, yeah. it starts to look a little bit worse on his end. I hope we obviously hope he's innocent. You know, you don't want him to be a scumbag at the end of the day. You never yeah. want to see that stuff. Yeah. But and it, it was crazy to me, like all the stories were the same. It was like he was getting massages and then he like pulled his dick out and like the descriptions of those incidents were were terrible. And so I I think maybe 2021 season, we've got a few months for this to unfold, but I may have to hop off the Deshaun Watson train. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely worthy of uh, hopping off the train there. Um, Also uh, in NBA news, Mark, LeBron James, I mean that he's, Everyone's talking about him. He, he got a high ankle sprain um, earlier this week. Um, did you see the injury, and uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, ankles are sprained ankles are tough to come back from. You and I both know. Oh, don't talk to me about ankles. I <laughs> broke my – I had my worst injury I ever had in sports was my sophomore year of high school. I was like 15 years old, and I broke my ankle playing soccer. Yeah. This was the worst part about it, right? We were, it was a high school soccer game. And high school soccer is like a joke. It's, it's, people look forward to it because it's like a break from playing <laughs> with your club team where right. it's super ultra competitive. Right. Um, so we have a preseason game against the lowest division possible in the state of California, Division 7. Wow. I didn't know, they, I didn't know they went that high. Yeah, co-ed <laughs> school, boys and girls. Okay. Literally like five minutes into the game, playing on a shit field, yeah. I went up for a header, uncontested, landed on a hole, 
with all my body weight, broke my ankle, six months in, six month injury in a cast. We went on to win the game fourteen zero. <laughs> what a pointless uh, what a pointless injury. You know what I mean? Dude, it was all for so nothing. pointless. Yeah. And I never fully recovered for it. It led to me having like because the ankles are the base of your whole body. Yeah. So it led to like hip problems, and then like I would get back soreness and stuff, and yeah. it like took forever to heal. That's yeah. why I didn't go pro, man. So I didn't go pro. <laughs> My bum ankle, but so I can totally relate. But it's like, hey, it's like, hey, breaking news, LeBron James. As you get older, your body uh, starts yeah. to wear down on itself. So it's one of those things. And then also, the Lakers have been having trouble with Anthony Davis having having uh, problems in his right leg too. He's he's been on and off. So I saw the lines actually. We took the Lakers to win the championship at plus two fifty before yeah. the season. Yeah. It's still sitting at plus two fifty. But uh, that's interesting. Who knows? It's they're looking at like a couple months, a couple yeah. months out without LeBron. Yeah. I wonder if that'll shift. Um, definitely interesting. That's the latest in sports news. Let's go ahead and uh, since I mean it is college basketball season, let's go ahead and uh, recap our picks from last week. It's time for financial investing one hundred and one. Because all we care about is getting fucking rich. In true DGEN's only fashion, Mark, last week you took a ton of dogs. You were calling your dog shots left and right. Uh, there have been a lot of upsets um, the, the past uh, few days. So did you hit any of those dogs? And how did you do financially with your picks last week? Dude, I missed all my picks. <laughs> Is that right? Did you really? Yeah, I, I, I didn't hit any of them. But to be fair oh to my me, gosh. I had... I had a I had a 13 seed beating a four seed, and I had two 12s beating a five seed. Like I didn't want to give out. Oh the man! E- I didn't want to give out the easy ones like Oral Roberts beating Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, they, they, like, they were they were they were they were they were shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't want to you didn't want like, to stretch it too, too far. Easy to, it was too easy to predict the 15 beating. <laughs> so so I'm, yeah, I'm rich now because I did that. No, but <laughs> that's <laughs> that was, tough. Yeah. Didn't hit. That's so I didn't funny. want to uh, I didn't want to count it against against my total just because I took long shots just for the sake of the listeners. I I'm sorry if you took them because you would have lost about three hundred dollars. But yeah, I mean the, the tournament the tournament's been crazy. There's been a lot of upsets here. The first one seed lost Illinois lost to Loyola Illinois. Right. Uh, yesterday I think, and then Abilene Christian, dude. That's the story. That's a funny one. Yeah. They're currently getting smoked by UCLA as yeah. we record. Yeah. But, that uh, one, they that beat one's number over. Three, Texas. Uh, Oregon State beat number five Tennessee and Oklahoma State, uh, who was a four seed, and then Oral Roberts, obviously the big story, beating Ohio State in the first round in Florida. So they're in the Sweet Sixteen, which is pretty sweet. Super I mean, sweet. that's the magic of the tournament. They're the Cinderella. They're the Cinderella team for sure. A school called. How about you? Oral how was Roberts. your uh, How was your uh, your your week of betting? I did all right. College, I actually made kids. I actually made profit from my uh, March Madness episode last week. Um, I did back my hometown heroes in the SDSU Aztecs. They lost. They looked horrible. They they had a terrible, terrible game. Uh, they were the favorites to win, and they they did not get the job done against Syracuse. Syracuse plays that difficult uh, zone. They play a two three zone, and, and SDSU could not figure it out. They were trying to take their shots from the perimeter. Not the best three point shooting team. Nothing was going in. Um, so missed my lock there. So that was that was disappointing. Um, both in the sense because I had money on it and because I, you know, I love SDSU. I did, however, hit my dog mark, which was, um, turns out Iowa are, aren't that good of a team anyway, because I had them, uh, I had Grand Canyon University covering a 15 point spread, um, in Grand Canyon Super Bowl in the first round. And they did in fact do that. It was actually, they lost by like 12. So just barely got that one through. And then I hit my under 145 points in St. Bonaventure versus LSU. That one hit pretty comfortable. Um, so I ended up going two and one uh, for an $80 profit. 
And of course, Gonzaga still feeling great about that one. Um, they're at plus two. I got them at plus 275. Um, and they've looked like the sharpest team in the tournament. So I'm feeling pretty good about my future prediction as well. Yeah, I got Baylor in at plus 700. And okay. uh, they're flying right now. Yeah, so they're looking good. Maybe I'll meet you in the final. Uh, that would be that would be exciting for sure. That would be fun. Um, yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> I should also mention uh, you had BYU being the uh, upset COVID outbreak of the tournament just missed that one. Uh, it was a three. It was three syllable team in VCU. Oregon gets the first round by. Uh, that was an interesting one. Yeah, that was hilarious. I saw that. I originally misread it and I just saw like the three letter. I saw it like first thing in the morning. That would have been a little so scary, like, dude. We would have gotten uh, we would have gotten into so investigated for that. <laughs> yeah, I checked. It. I checked my phone like right when I woke up, which is a big no no. All right, don't yeah, don't right. do that. It's that's really right. bad for you, but. Uh, my eyes were all blurry, and I, I saw on my uh, on my sports news feed it was like uh, VCU COVID, and I read it as, and I, in my head I was planning for BYU to have it, so I, I read it as that, and I was actually pretty hyped. But uh, BYU did enough. did make some funny headlines anyway when their one of their players got locked in an elevator. I don't know if you saw that all over. I did the not news. see that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's try to make some more money this week. Um, forms, our form's been pretty, pretty decent recently. Obviously you just missed a lot of shots on March Madness, but overall, in terms of our improvement since the inception of the show, uh, we've had a good little run here. So let's keep the good juju going. UFC 260. Um, we're only going to talk what we're going to talk four fights, Mark on the main card. Normally there probably will be five fights on the main card. We don't know which the fifth will be yet because, uh, this fight card lost the featherweight uh, championship fight between Alexander Volkanovsky uh, and Brian Ortega. Volkanovsky tested positive for COVID, so that fight is off. So now we only have one title fight on this card um, and three others that are for sure on the main card. So we're going to break those down for you guys. Um, first one being Jamie Malarkey, a plus 105 dog, takes on one of the guys with the coolest names in the UFC, Kama Worthy. Uh, Kama Worthy is a minus th- 135 favorite. Mark, who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm actually going to defer to you on this one. These are two guys that I'm not too familiar with. Um, I need the strategy breakdown. Regardless, I, I'm taking Jamie Malarkey um, why? just because of, of that bar on the peninsula in Newport. Oh, yeah, I know, Malarkey's. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Legendary place. Very nostalgic. So I want a chance to root for it because uh, I miss going. I haven't been able to go to that place for a year. That was actually the, the last bar I went to before the COVID oh, lockdown. Really? Okay. Was this this bar in Newport Beach called Malarkey? Shout out Malarkey's. What a great reason and, uh, to take uh, to take. So I saw this and I was instantly like, all right, this guy's got that name, and he's a and he's a close underdog. Like I like I like how these stars are aligning. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, sorry so I, sorry to like, burst the bubble here. I'm about to burst the bubble. Yeah, well, I was gonna say uh, how how do these fighters uh, match up? Like, is there any uh, is there any technical reasoning to back up my emotional pick? Uh, not, not, not technically. No, I think, uh, emotionally it makes sense. I, I'm personally of the opinion that comma worthy is the better fighter here. I think he should be maybe a 150 range. Uh, like I mentioned, he's at minus 135. So actually, I actually think there's value, uh, on comma worthy. So I'm going to take that as my pick in this fight. Um, I expect this to stay on the feet. Um, Mark, you, you took the guy who's probably the slightly better ground fighter, but I think comma worthy withstands the takedowns. Um, and I think he, he kind of picks Malarkey apart on the feet. Malarkey is super durable though. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one went the distance. If you want to look into the distance markets, um, I think both these guys are durable enough to make it there as long as we avoid a submission. But, 
Um, the way I see this fight playing out, comma worthy, uh, picks Malarkey apart on the feet. Um, he's a super good, talented striker. I just give him the the bookies give him the slight edge. I mean, it is a close fight, but I think I actually like I actually want to back comma worthy in this spot. Um, I think he picks him apart, doesn't finish him, but gets a decision win. No reaction to that. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> you just you just shit on my on my emotional pick. <laughs> my heart is aching you right just, now. You just asked me to break it down and give you a full breakdown, and then you said nothing. This is twenty twenty one. You got to let people down lighter than that. You can't just you can't just. Hey, you gotta you gotta start with the positive. Hey, you might be right. I mean, the odds are close. Maybe Malarkey gets the job done, and then you can laugh at me next week. That could happen. I mean, come on, where the. Uh, has looked he hasn't looked he hasn't looked amazing he's looked good I'm a, I'm a millennial snowflake all right i have to always be my <laughs> opinion has to always be validated one way or another snowflake because you're unique mark you're one of the most unique people could to host a podcast that's that's for sure um but you are you gonna stick your to your guns here you take malarkey all right take malarkey it's too late i already put it in the google doc all right it's done malarkey's your pick i'm gonna go with comma worthy that is potentially the fight opener uh on the main card of ufc 260 Oh, I'm excited to talk about this next one. We got the return of Sugar Sean O'Malley, a minus 300 favorite. Still getting the respect from the bookies. He takes on Thomas Almeida, a plus 240 dog. Mark, this pick went horribly last time. We both backed O'Malley in his spot um, against Chito Vera. And then, of course, uh, the famous leg kick that shut down O'Malley's leg, uh, and he ended up losing via TKO. Um does he bounce back here? I'm gonna say yes. I, I feel I like agree. What, I feel like what happened last. I, for the record, I don't know a whole lot about Thomas Almeida. Yeah, not no. off to a great start. The first three out of the four start <laughs> nice. fighters. Not exactly sure. Well, Thomas Thomas Almeida. Well, I'll let you go first. You go first. Well, I was just gonna say I, I feel like the Sean O'Malley fight last time a few months ago against Marlon Vera. What was it? UFC 241 or something? Or I don't remember. Something. But, something uh, more recent than that. I think yeah, it was only a couple months ago, but yeah. I think in that I, I want to put that down as a fluke for me. Oh, a fluke! That's a big word. It was a fluke. Yeah, I mean, we saw that was one of those instances where his it was, leg it was a weird his injury. leg left his body, and <laughs> he was he couldn't he was fighting on on one leg, and it just got absolutely smoked. And yeah, I don't know. I think I think he'll be more conscious of that. I think also at the time that was his first loss ever. So I think maybe there is a little bit of cockiness there because of the hype train surrounding this guy, just because of who 100%. he is. You know, he looks ri- ridiculous. A hundred percent. Never, never say it to his face. Remember though, last so. last time we said he looks like a, a video game character that you have to like unlock the rainbow afro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looks like, like the, un- he looks like the most ridiculous guy you'd create in like a UFC video game or a Street Fighter video game. <laughs> he looks absurd. Yeah, like <laughs> unlock the unlock a face tattoo at like level. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think he'll have learned from that mistake, and I think he'll have, he'll have cleaned up his footwork in that regard. And so I don't think he'll be as susceptible to that. Uh, so I like the minus three hundred here, and and yeah. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, Thomas Almeida is kind of a he's a solid fighter, but he's kind of one of those guys that, um, you know, not necessarily a stepping stool, but a guy that I think Sean O'Malley can definitely get past. Um, and they. They probably want Sean O'Malley to get past. I mean, you know how I always break down these UFC cards, and I kind of, 
I like to talk about what the UFC kind of wants to happen in this situation. You're like a UFC cons- marketing conspirator. Well, conspirator. Dude, it's, it's actually won me a ton of money on the UFC, so I like to think that way. Sometimes you got to think about, like, what does the UFC want in this situation and what's going to happen as a result of that? Obviously, the UFC wanted Sean O'Malley to knock out Cheeto Vera. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's got a huge hype train. He's super marketable. He's, he's actually really funny. Um, he has his own podcast. He's got his own things going on. Um, super easy guy to get behind, but, um, obviously that didn't happen. Like you said, you called it a fluke. Something weird happened. He took a weird leg kick. It's a really kind of weird injury that's happened to Henry Cejudo may or may not have happened to Conor McGregor with the leg kicks, but it was just a weird one where the nerve kind of turned his foot off. And, and I agree. I, I, I just think considering that's his only loss and all his like wins in the past year have been unreal knockouts and he's looked like an absolute killer. Um, I think it makes sense to back him here to 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 get a bounce back win. Um, minus three hundred is a bit juicy. Um, definitely the juiciest favorite on the main card, but I still uh, I still think he gets it done probably by uh, probably by knockout, and then he's the hype train is uh, is back on track. Yeah, and, and I think for guys like at O'Malley's level that you know they're not you know the top five in that in that division where maybe they get multiple title shots and we give them the benefit of the doubt, but the guys that are kind of like maybe like 10th or lower in the rankings yeah. in their division. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very like, what have you done for me lately? Kind of vibe yeah. where one loss, you know, you take one loss, even if it's off of a freak mm-hmm. injury, you know, that results in, in an unexpected knockout. Cause going into that fight, he was like a minus, he was around like a minus 300 in that yep. one too. Yeah. I remember. And so people just quickly forget how good this guy actually is. So I, sure. I'm not ready to sleep on him. I'm not ready to sleep on him now. I agree. Uh, Sean O'Malley, we both agree on that pick at minus 300 over Thomas Almeida. Could also look into knockout props. He he tends to finish his, his fights early um, if you want to be a little more risky. But we're going to go ahead and lay the chalk on Sean O'Malley. Co-main event, Mark. <laughs> Interesting co-main event. I mean, this is replacing... Well, it wasn't going to be a co-main event. Um, the other title fight was supposed to be. But instead, we get... Instead, we get Tyron Woodley, who's on an absolute skid. He's lost his last three fights. He's been looking real bad. He's a plus 195 underdog versus Vicente Luque, a minus 250 favorite. Oh, man. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this fight? What are your thoughts on where Tyron Woodley's at in his career? That's the thing with Tyron Woodley is like, you never know what go, what goes on in that guy's head. Dude, like, that guy's nuts. He's literally you, like he's 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 got some screws loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's and so I I don't like to pick a guy like that in general because it's you just never know what you're gonna get out of him. Mm-hmm. You could totally see him being the guy. You know, he's on a losing streak and just being like, "Fuck it," you know. Like not, I don't want to say he's not trying because no, I have no, no grounds I, to say I, that. I, I totally get what you're saying though. He has been so frustrating to watch his last few fights. If you've, if you've ever watched the early Tyron Woodley when he was on that title run where he was just the champ and he was crushing people, when you've seen what he's capable of and then you compare that to his last few fights and watching him, it's like so frustrating to watch. So I totally understand where you're coming from there. And I've had the same thought process. I don't want to say he's not trying, but it looks like you're like, dude, like, the fight's not going your way. You got to switch something up. But instead, he just gets pushed against the fence and he loses decisions, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. I, and I also like this this Luque guy. Yeah, Vicente Luque is pretty sick. He's definitely on the come up here. Like as much as uh, I, I think it's a, a nice intersection here, where totally we really don't know what we're gonna get out of Woodley, who's been on the decline, and and Luque is uh, totally just a, a absolutely deadly finisher. And so I could totally see him, you know, on the upswing. 
yeah. this might be a time where uh, he jumps into the top half of the rankings. Yeah, this is uh, this is for sure Vicente's Lu- Vicente Luque's moment. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's a great inter- intersection is a great word for it. Um, yeah, he's on the rise, and this is a good a good name to get on his resume. I think that's what most people expect to happen. Uh, that's why the price is the way that it is. Um, Tyron Woodley is coming off of a rib injury um, against Colby Covington. Um, where he got beat pretty much the whole fight and then finally cracked the rib and tapped out. Um, yeah, so that it, it's tough to know how this fight's going to go down. I mean, like you said, Luke is a vicious finisher. I expect him to push Woodley against the fence and throw some bombs. Um, at the same time, though, Woodley is pretty, uh, he is pretty durable. Aside from that Covington uh, loss, he has been pretty durable. Uh, his fight against Burns was a good example of how he can, he's good at losing decisions. This fight's only three rounds. I like the over two rounds in this fight, Mark. First of all, I do like Vicente Luque to get the job done. I will say that up front. But I think there's a little more value at minus 150 on over two rounds. I don't really think he's going to... I mean, if he gets if he gets Woodley out of there under two rounds and I lose this bet, it's time for Tyron Woodley to hang it up, I think. I think you and I can agree on that. But I think he's going to last long enough that this will go over the two rounds. So I like the, the value pick at minus 150. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I like that. I'm going money line at minus two fifty. Yeah, take Luke just for the just for the sole fact that I I just you don't know what you're gonna get. Like yeah. for all you know, Tyron Woodley could get a first round knockout, or he could get himself knocked out in the first round yeah, too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I do like the over two rounds because especially with Tyron Woodley in his last few fights that have been losses, like like when he was at Slow the mountaintop. Starter. Slow starter. Yeah, when he was at the mountaintop as the uh, self-proclaimed chosen one. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's he, right. He he was such an aggressor. Like he he loved just taking the fights of the opponent. Like gave him no time to breathe. Like so many significant strikes. Yeah. And it just seems like in the last few fights, he's like part of the. It's like we said. I don't want to say he's not caring, but it's just like he's taking his clearly taking his foot off the gas. He looks tired. Yeah, he looks tired. He looks over it to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I I definitely could see you know Luke just just taking his time with it and and having and knowing it's a three round fight. Yeah. You know, having no problem going that deep. Yep, I like it. Um, of course, the last and final fight to talk about is the heavyweight uh, rematch between Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. Before we break down that fight, let's do a quick word from our great sponsors. Kyle calls them our great sponsors because he doesn't have to read any of the ad reads this week. So thank you to the great sponsors and tune in with me for the next uh, three minutes or skip it. I don't care. But anyways, we're brought to you by BetQL. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness, BetQL's algorithm scans thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets, easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. So head to BetQL.com to get started today or head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL and bet smarter, not harder. Just use code March30 for 30% off BetQL for an entire year. That's BetQL.com, promo code March30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Hopefully you entered the Odds Crowd contest for March Madness. Uh, For your chance to win $8,000, don't forget to enter your March Madness picks over at OddsCrowd.com as the contest heats up. And OddsCrowd isn't just fantasy betting contests, it's a social app built just for sports bettors. Free to download, you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash odds. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by PicksWise.com. 
helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction on every game, every day, in every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capper Contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts who weren't good enough to be named, apparently all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting pickswise.com slash march-madness. That's pickswise.com slash march-madness. We're also brought to you by Better Than Dot Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DGens only care about most, and that's sports betting, of course. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They've got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. So make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.BTV. And lastly, we're brought to you by Better Edge, which allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. And since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house, which is legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone at the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contest as well. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. Wow, one little stutter at the end. It would have been an absolute miracle run, Mark. That was like five ad reads in a row without a cut. And then one little stutter at the end, but we'll let it that slide. That is like the most public speaking I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, man. Yeah, Mark offered uh, at, during the ad break. He was like, oh, you read all of them last week uh, because we had obviously famously the the leaf blower going on in the background <laughs> of your of your place. So I uh, appreciate you uh, making up for it this uh, this week, man. Appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's let's dive into the main event. Francis and Ganu. Since uh, challenging Stipe Miocic the first time for the heavyweight belt, uh, he has been just absolutely knocking people's heads off. Uh, and he comes back for the rematch. Stipe is the underdog for this fight, which I find crazy. We're going to get into that a little bit more. But Stipe is the underdog. Uh, you can find him at like plus 105 range. Uh, Francis Ngannou, you can find around minus 105, minus 110. Very, very interesting fight. Will it play out? the way it did the first time. I'm going to give this one to Miocic. Me too. At plus 100. I'm I mean, kinda, I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought you might, uh, you know, I, I thought you might be like, come in here like, oh, Francis Ngannou knocks people. How are you going to bet against that? Look at that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so that is fair, but <laughs> I kind of use that logic against, against yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Well, first of all, I mean, Miocic is just, he he's just absolutely goaded. Like you, he's you the just can't. Uh, but I was thinking, I was looking at uh, at a stat. I've got it right here. Okay, yeah. In Ganu, he went against Curtis Blades, Kane Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and Jerzyna Rosenstrike, all top top contender yep. heavyweights, all absolute killers that are very similar fighters to him. Mm-hmm. Just just big boys that can knock each other out. He beat all four of those guys. In a combined 162 seconds. <laughs> That's not a typo. That's two minutes and 42 seconds for, for four fights. Yep. So I kind of thought about that, wow. and I was like, do we really know how good Francis Ngannou is? Oh. 
You we've took, only you seen him fight. We've thing. seen him fight for less than a round over right, four right. fights, which we obviously have to give him credit to knock <laughs> guys of that caliber out. It's so un- unbelievable. Yeah, but Miocic is still a step above all of those guys, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, He's a much better defensive fighter, a much better wrestler. He's obviously extremely durable. Yep. Uh, um, I mean, there's 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 almost no chinks in the armor of Stipe Miocic. I yep. mean, that guy. He's a brilliant all around fighter. Yeah, there's nothing bad that you can say about him. He's the he's the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time for a reason. And so I don't think Francis Ngannou is going to have the luxury of a of a 10-second knockout here or a 30-second knockout or right. even a first-round knockout. So then the questions of conditioning come into play. The questions of takedown defense come into play. Yep. And I don't know. I think I think the fact that Ngannou has just been on such a tear, just absolutely mowing people down yeah. in a matter of seconds over the last couple of years, I think – Maybe that goes into his favor, yeah. and that's why he's the favorite in this. But I'm 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 gonna give the, I'm gonna put my money behind Miocic here. I'm gonna take the ex- more experienced fighter in the in the title fight here, and I'm gonna say history repeats. I totally agree. I think it's wild that we're getting Stipe Miocic as a dog, uh, the most decorated heavyweight in UFC history, the most well-rounded heavyweight in UFC history, a guy who's won this fight already against the same guy. And you're totally right. It's just the shiny new object, and, and Francis Ngannou is just so fun to watch, and everyone talks about him because he crushes people within 20 seconds most of the time, that he's the talk of the town. But don't you forget, Stipe Miocic is the GOAT in the heavyweight division, and he's won this fight before, and that's just that's obviously the game plan. He's going to take Ngannou down, and he's going to hold him down where he can't get knocked out. Uh, and he's just going to do that five rounds in a row, and he's going to control him on the ground, and he's going to he's going to ground and pound him a little bit, and he's probably going to get a decision win. I think that's the most realistic way this fight plays out. The only other way this plays out uh, is, I'll be honest, is if Ngannou lands that shot. The only difference between this time uh, and the last time they fought is that Miocic has been knocked out now. I think we should talk about that, Mark. Uh, when Miocic fought um, Daniel Cormier, right, DC, in that first heavyweight fight, uh, Miocic did get knocked out and that was kind of the first time we'd seen him really you know really hit hard and by one single punch put down uh does is his uh is his chin a little bit cracked now is is there a little bit of a crack in his chin that maybe he can't eat some of the sh- the some of the same shots that he did eat from Ngannou the first time that's the question mark because he did eat some absolute bombs the first time they fought and he just ate them for breakfast uh but now has he taken enough damage and has he because he took that big shot from DC is his is his chin a little bit weaker the second time around? I don't know. It, it's it's a tough one to call, but I think you can't stand in the way of a guy with the resume of Miocic, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, I guess that's the other side of the coin, right? Is that it's almost similar to when we talked about Blahovich against Adesanya, and we said that it just takes one one yeah. hit, you know. So it's the same principle where it, it's Stipe Miocic. He's got to have a perfect fight. Yeah, he, he opens himself up one time. And that that could be the belt, right. you know, against a guy like Ngannou. And I think that's the that's what happened in the last few fights for Ngannou against the guys like Dos Santos, like Rosenstrike, like Velasquez. Those are guys that are all that are similar to Ngannou in that like they're willing to take hits and just wait on that moment sure. to land that land that deadly that deadly punch with yeah. their preferred with their preferred fist. Whereas Miocic is the kind of guy that he's going to be. I think he's a little bit smarter. He doesn't want to take those shots necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting how you said that he had already been knocked out. He, he was knocked out by Cormier, the fight after he yeah. beat Ganu, actually. Right. Um, 
But I just think Daniel Cormier presents such a different challenge mm. than Ngannou back then because sure. he's shorter. He's a much better wrestler. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a bit more mobile. You're right, and, and he so got he got caught like in a clinch. Threats. You're right, he got caught in a clinch shot too. I should mention that they were in a clinch, and DC threw a right hand in the clinch that and got or that uh, Stipe didn't see coming. That's what put him out. And Ganu, right. there's not going to be as many of those clinch situations. It, yeah, and Ganu's not going to hide anything. And Ganu's going to walk up to you and say, and "Wail." He's going to wail say, his hey, fist. I'm going to hit you in the head. Right. Can, at one point, I'm going to hit you in the head. Can you block it or can you absorb it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Miacic is smart enough to do either of those things. Yeah. Smart enough or tough enough to do either of those things yeah, respectfully. So definitely. that's why I see it going that way. But I mean, at the same time, it's such a close line because, you know, he gets one shot off yeah. and, you know, Miacic could die. <laughs> he could literally die. <laughs> it's it's, like, un- it's unreal. So yeah. It, it's unreal how, how hard Nganu can hit. It's un- His physique is unreal. His punching power is unreal. Um, so yeah it is incredible to take a look at a guy like Nganu just physically like yeah. he's such a big scary looking guy it's crazy and to sit here and think like yeah there's there's actually a different guy that i think could, could kick his ass <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. that's what i love about mixed martial arts man this is this is mixed martial arts if this was a boxing match it'd be uh <laughs> i would be betting the other way but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and back the wrestler in this spot back the guy who already got the job done against Nganu once um yeah, this bet this bet could uh could go very poorly very very quickly, but I think we just have to trust the resume uh, of such a talented guy like Stipe. So that'll be you an think interesting. Think there's a one. knockout? Uh, no, I think Stipe wins by decision. I think he does exactly what he did the first time. I think he holds Ngannou down. Ngannou gets frustrated. Ngannou says he's been working on his takedown defense, but as you mentioned, there's just we haven't seen any proof yet. His fights have been way too short. We don't know enough about his wrestling defense yet, um, so yeah, I, I think it. I think it happens by decision. There's working on your takedown defense, and then there's takedown defense against Stipe Miocic, right. and they're not the same thing. That, that's so true. Also, I mean, you could say su- a submission's a possibility if 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 Ngannou gets gassed out. I mean, we have no. That's another one. We don't know what his gas tank's like. We know we know Stipe has a better gas tank. Uh, they can go the distance. We don't know how long Ngannou can go without getting tired. Um, so yeah, I just you have to back the guy that that is shown more, uh, that we know a little bit more about. Um, so I don't know. Is is Ngannou one dimensional? I mean, I I think probably yeah. So that's why I'm gonna back Stipe here. Anything else on this on this great matchup? I mean, this will be an absolute banger either way. Any other thoughts on this one before we move on to the lock dog parlay? No, I think I think we covered it. It's just Ngannou. You really don't know what we're going to get, A, because of his incredible punching power, probably the hardest-hitting fighter in all of the UFC across any division, Definitely. and also because he's only fought for two and a half minutes in the last right. three years, so it's like... This'll be, who uh, knows but it, it'll be it'll it'll definitely be worth be worth the hype it's i'm excited to get the chance to watch watch two heavyweights it's always it's always fun to watch two two legendary fighters go against each other 100 percent. let's go ahead and get to the moment the listeners have been waiting for it's time to close out with the lock dog parlay when we go to gamble we go to lose subconsciously i'm still alive all right thanks a lot lock dog parlay don't tell me you're gonna lock up the uh, the one-legged dude in Sean O'Malley. Of course I'm going to do that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. I believe in the bounce back. 
<laughs> yeah, there there was never a, never another shot. I'm sticking with I'm staying on the Sean O'Malley hype train. Yes, um, yes. I want to be able to say that I was that I was with him before he was yes. the biggest thing in the sport. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, yeah, totally. He he's the guy that could reach that level of stardom. Um, so I I agree with you. Um, lots of people are down on him right now, and and lots of people are gonna fade him. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and back Sean O'Malley. Well, that's a double lock. We're both locking up Sean O'Malley minus 300 to get the job done against Thomas Almeida. Your dog. Uh, my dog is a, a rare opportunity to take the greatest fighter of all time, <laughs> not out of his prime as a dog. Crazy. <laughs> but it takes Stipe Miocic uh, at a simple plus 100. I honestly see him getting a knockout here. I admittedly didn't check what the line is for that, but I'm just going to go with the dog at a... At plus one hundred for the for the money line there. You see, uh, just, you see Stipe getting a knockout. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, I do. Wow. I, I see like a I see like a fourth or fifth round. A hot knockout. take. Okay, yeah. on the ground or like standing. Or I shouldn't say I shouldn't say necessarily a knockout. A knockout TKO, or a TKO, a TKO. And any uh, the fight will not go the distance. Wow. I don't think. Oh, interesting. In favor of Miocic. Interesting. That is definitely interesting. That that's a hot take. Uh, I'll take. Uh, Miocic as well as my dog. I didn't have any other dogs that I liked on the main card. You took the first dog because of Malarkey's uh, down in Newport Beach. <laughs> but, yeah, but you shit on that idea. So I... <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and go take – we're going to have the same lock and the same dog. We're in this together so far, uh, but I'm sure we won't be after hearing your parlay. What is your parlay? My parlay is going to be uh, all my picks that I took minus Malarkey because you made me feel insecure about it. <laughs> So I'm going to take uh, O'Malley, Luke, and Miocic, and that comes out to plus 273. That's Feels a, like That's a, good. Yeah, I don't know if I would call it a safe parlay, but it's a smaller one than I'm used to. I, I like yeah. the big ones, but yeah. those those just haven't been working. So maybe uh, maybe this one goes in my favor. It's about time we hit a parlay. I agree. I like those three. Um, uh, a couple of them are in mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parlay with Sean O'Malley as well. Um, but I'm going to combine him with comma worthy, the guy that I backed at the beginning of the show. I also going to, you know, I, I couldn't let this show slide by without including a prelim fighter mark. Uh, I thought we were going to, for the first oh, time, no, we were no, going to no, go no. a whole UFC no, show no, without talking no, about the prelim. No, 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 <laughs> Miranda Maverick, uh, she is a prelim fighter. She's going to get the job done. She's like minus 175, minus 180 range. She could be one of the next big things. Reminds me a lot of Ronda Rousey, actually. Um, but anyway, Miranda, Miranda Maverick is going to be thrown into my three-fighter parlay. I thought about – I actually initially had uh, Miocic in this one, and then I was like, you know, if I take Miocic out, I just – I'm a, the, the punching power from Ganu, I don't want that to ruin my parlay. That would be disappointing. So I'm going to go ahead and take just these three. You can get that at a plus 259 payout. Mark, any last words before we close out the show? Obviously, we come back for the Quick Picks show this week you can follow me at bet on kyle on twitter uh and you can follow at the sgp network on twitter as well feel free to visit sportsgamblingpodcast.com rate review subscribe all that good stuff mark any last words before we close out the show never any last words kyle you ask me every week it's been half a year and i've never once had last words we'll see you next week continue that trend